Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. Welcome to the pod. We have already gotten our conversation up and running. We're going to bring you guys in right now. We've been talking about this conversation of does your current circumstance define you? And we've been texting back and forth with each other, and we have a, a lot of good thoughts, and we want to share those thoughts with you on today. Grateful that you guys could jump in with us. So let's get right into the thought. Fellas, um, I think that your current circumstance sometimes defines who you are. Um, and I, I think one of the reasons that I think that is, you know, as a human resources professional, one of the things that we do to be able to tell that someone is able to do the work of the job that we're hiring them for is we give them what are called behavior-based interviews. And the behavior-based interview, the, the premise of it is this, is that your previous performance, things that you've done on your, on your previous jobs, um, we're going to use that to be able to tell if you are going to be able to be successful at your current job. Now, we don't ask them to give us theoretical responses like, what would you do in this situation? It's like, what did you actually do in this situation that would allow you to be able to be successful in this current situation? So your current circumstance and even your past circumstances to some extent is kind of who you are. But I know we have some other, other thoughts about this. So uh, let's go with, let's go with Bri. What do you think? Do you think that your current circumstance should define who you are? I think it's a, a fair assessment what you said there is that, you know, your, your experience and, you know, the, the things that you've put out into the world basically do define who you are. Now, where I would disagree is that it doesn't have to define who future you is going to be, right? And it, if we stick to what you were saying, when you hire someone, you know, that's the reason you have training, right? And I, and I think more or less, we typically would hire someone because of their character. Um, you know, obviously you want them to have some skills in order to be able to do the job that you're hiring them for. But more times than not, it's more or less, are they a fit for our culture? And do they have, you know, the, the guidelines of the skills that, you know, will fit into the job description, but the rest of it, they can be taught. And then if you equate that to your marriage, you know, I've said, multiple times that, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And we jump into marriage. And it's very hard to be successful in marriage when you don't have the proper tools. Right. So I think where our discussion should go today is how do we get those tools? How do we get that training? How do we better ourselves? So our future self isn't defined by who we are today. I like that. I like the, the idea of using the tools to get to become a better version of you currently. Sarge, what, what are you thinking? I think that we are essentially a culmination of all of our experiences. So in that thought process, we are defined by who we are or our current situation, because how we react in our current situation will propel us to the next step. But I think that's kind of just my overall thought process in life. So I don't know if that, for me, it applies in marriage because I'm trying to 
not be the same person that I was yesterday and always trying to improve. But as both of you said, you got you ha- kind of have to have those tools. And that's my thought process because I've had different opportunities and different thought processes and people to speak into and to learn to know that that's kind of what works best for me. So if I've never thought that, then I wouldn't know if that makes sense. So I think you are defined by where you are, but it's not the last definition of who you are, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, there's, there is a good example that I, I saw on TV a couple of days ago. I don't know if you saw, there's a, a basketball player. Uh, his name is Hansel Emanuel. And he actually has one arm. And, you know, if you've seen some of his clips, um, and he lost his arm when he was like seven or eight. And so if you've seen one of his clips, uh, he is shredding people up with one hand, with one arm, like crossing over one hand to one hand, spin moves, layups. It helps that he's six, eight. Mm. Right. Uh, but it goes to, uh, Brian, what you said about the training part. Um, and, and also goes to part of just understanding that you're, your current situation, it could be who you are if you let if you let it settle and you fall into that. But at a young age, seven or eight, he had to decide that he wanted to still play with his friends and he wanted to be able to compete with his friends. And he needed to learn how to adapt and adjust his situation the best way that he could. And, I don't, you know, if you're a basketball player, if you've ever played basketball, it helps you to have two arms. If you have one arm, if you played with one, I could beat my kid with one arm tied behind my back, but that's a joke, right? But if I'm in AAU tournaments and, you know, going around people and, and, and dribbling full length of the court with one arm, that is, that is super difficult. And what I also think about is uh, he had to have had a good group of people around him. I think that he, he must have had encouraging people around him. He must have had um, <clears throat> friends who were just like, hey, Hansel, come on, let's just keep playing. And I think that's so encouraging. If, you, if you're able to, and it, uh, Brian, it goes back to your idea of just training. If you're able to have good people around you who will encourage you, one, will include you, don't see you as anything different than just, you're just another person, you know, um, I think you'll get a chance to, uh, to let your circumstance not define who you are. It's hard with a couple leads here. <laughs> um. So how do we get there? How do how do I get how do I get my marriage to a point? How do I how do I say in my marriage that I'm not happy with where I'm at? I think it starts with self reflection, and I'm just going to speak from experience. There was a time in my life where I ultimately just realized that I wanted to improve who I was, and this is actually well before I met my wife. And I think once I developed that mindset and started to find new information, a lot of that came in the form of surrounding myself with new people, right? Um, Some of the people I used to hang with, we would just do degenerate things. (laughs) And along, you know, so if you do that, you get degenerate results, right? So my life needed to change. I took small steps. Like I said, a lot of it was surrounding myself with new people. Uh, some of those people were business owners. Some of those people were people were just high income earners. And I started to see a new reality for myself. And that reality was is that I could have more than what I had if I was willing to put the effort into it. 
Now, it's one thing to see that something's possible, and it's another to know the steps. So with that, I had to be willing to get out of my comfort zone and start asking questions. You know, how did you get to where you are today? Um, and that, that largely took me being willing to break out of my shell as well, because um, I was very shy back in the day. Um, you know, so some of the career choices I made as far as uh, modeling and bartending forced me out of that shell. And this is where I started meeting those people. But, uh, you know, I would ask them, how did you get to where you got to? Mm -hmm. um, you know, what are some of the mistakes that you've made? What advice would you give me? What would you tell the younger you? Right. So those are some key things to ask. And once I started making that progress, it really, which I say this all the time, just became a, a rabbit hole. And I just started diving down. And the more I dove, the more the world opened up the more possibilities I saw for myself. Now, I wrap all that back in to my marriage. I get into my marriage. I don't know how to be married, <laughs> right? But what I do see is that mindset come back in is I want things to be better. I want my marriage to be better. I need my marriage to be better. How do I do that? And it all started with, again, self-reflection for me. What in my situation can I own and change to make my marriage better. I had some ideas, um, knew I needed to talk to other people who had been married longer than me, had the idea for you know, writing a book on the topic to you know, share the things that I've learned, and it turned into this podcast, right? So you know, first thing for me now is to listen to the experience of the people that are on the podcast. You know, and I might be the one questioning them and as much as I am in this to, you know, share it to the world, I'm, I'm in this to learn for myself. Yeah. Sarge. Oh yeah. That, that total make totally makes sense. I got lost in what the question was or what the lead was. How do we get to a place where we can improve? Oh uh, yeah. I would say realizing that, there will be bumps in the road. There will be places of improvement. There will be places where you're not as strong. Just like in everything in life, we all have strength and strengths and weaknesses. We bring those strengths and weaknesses into our marriage and are so also collectively as a unit, your marriage will have strengths and weaknesses. So if you can accept that first and just know that it's not going to be perfect, everything's not going to just all the chips are not always going to fall right in place. You you may have to put some puzzle pieces together. You may have to figure out some things. If you can walk with that self-awareness that our marriage may not be perfect at times or circumstances will arise where we have to be better and then owning your part as husband to fix it or how you can react or what you can do to mitigate the exposure of that weakness, not hide it, but how, how can I be better that that weakness is not as weak, if that makes sense. Um, you know, if you, if you know that you're, if you know that you want to get stronger in something, you start example with pushups, like, you know, if you want to do a, a hundred pushups, you know, you have to start doing five, right? You can't start out saying, I'm going to do a, you know, a hundred right off. So if you know, there's a shortcoming, you just take small steps to get better and get better. So I think starting out being self-aware enough to know that 
I'm not perfect. Check your pride, check your ego, and be open to hear all those things that Brian said, that feedback. Uh, that's probably the best place or a step in the right direction. Yeah, I like the idea of checking your pride and checking your ego because I, I tend to think that people think that their marriages are pretty good. Um, probably more men than women where they're just like, it, it seems like things are going okay, but there's no absolute check-in. There's no time when they're, they're checking in with their spouse to see if things are, are going well. Um, I think there might be an embarrassment even attached to admitting that something is not going well. I think for me that came into play. You know, I, I feel like embarrassment kind of comes into play um, when I just don't necessarily want people in my business. You know, I don't want, you know, if, but it, it's gotta be, it's gotta be more than that. You got to be able to say, you know, I don't care what the fallout is. I'm here to fight for my marriage. I'm here to, I, I want to win within my marriage. And re regardless of what the outside voices could be, the voices that really actually matter are the voices of the two people who have made that lifelong commitment. But you also have to ask yourself the question, do you have the skills to make a change? Um, I, don't, I don't think many of us have the necessary skills to make the change. Someone used to always ask the question, can a leopard change its spots? And a leopard can't change its spots. It's, it's difficult. The amount of work, and Sarge, you, you spoke to it about the push-ups. The amount of work that you have to put in to see a change in your marriage, um, it's, it's, it's significant. Are, you willing, are we willing to put in the work to change it the way that we think we want it to make it into the marriage that we want to see? I, and I don't know if people have that, that level of commitment. So what are some of the things that leave us stuck, right? So, you know, we were talking about that mindset. We were talking about, you know, being willing to admit where you are, right? But that can be a daunting process. That can be a daunting thought to, to say and admit like, all right, well, I'm not where I want to be. And then you look up, right? You see the top of the mountain, like, that's where I want to be. Like, to your point, that's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Like, man, how, how do I take that first step? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and now, even worse, if you're in a space in your marriage where you're already having some trouble, right? And you might feel like your spouse might not be on the same page with you right now. Do you start to walk alone to towards improvement? Man, that's a good question. Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> that's a that's, that's a great question. I think if your marriage isn't going the best as you as you had said, Brian, a way to approach it is to let your wife know that you're going to be actively working on yourself for the betterment of your marriage, right? So I think, and I hope that she would respect that, even if she might be burned out by earlier attempts that have failed, or um, as a husband, you not following through, or whatever may be an issue for her. But if you're in this space, and you're now making that stance that you want to improve, and you want to put in the work, if she's not ready to come with you, you do the best that you can. And in that, she will see that she can now attach herself to that same mission, right? So I think that's a, a, a place that you could start. And I think that would be an okay way to approach it. 
Yeah, and I think being strategic in your progress, your individual progress, trying to find ways to integrate her within that process. You know, you know. So if I'm going to be, you know, reading, you know, a self help book of some sort, maybe it's it's a it's a, it's a husband version and it's a wife version, mm-hmm. and she can read the wife version. I can read the husband version. We can compare notes. We can have conversations on it. Um, we can, you know, plan a, a workout together. You know, we can, you know, try to make some kind of rhythm where we're interacting with each other uh, on a consistent basis, specific dates, specific times where that's just always occurring. And at that, on those sessions, being able to have conversation about where we think we are. And, you know, and even uh, those are heavy conversations to have, you know, at some times maybe you, you pepper those questions in, but also maybe you just try to have fun husband wife conversation um you know i think that that would that would be helpful and you know as you're progressing along making sure that she has a slot because you know if i if i take one step and she takes zero steps and then i'm taking five steps and she takes zero steps and then i'm 25 steps and she takes zero steps and i turn around and i'm by myself <laughs> right right so, and i that's a lonely place i don't want to i i not i didn't get married to be by myself i got married to to be with that person. So I want to make sure that I can't get too far ahead. Um, I think a part of, you know, as visionaries, you know, you're able to get out ahead of things and look out in the future, but you still have to be connected with the present. Yeah. I like that. Um, I, I, to your point, I think there are times I've done that in my marriage and maybe have made my wife feel, I don't know how to put this, maybe made her feel like she's not included with my advancement, right? So I think what I've learned to do is make her a part of the decisions more and more. Even if it's a decision I can make on my own, even if it's a decision that you know I had typically made on my own in the past, I now go to her and say, hey babe, what do you think about this? This is what I was thinking about. I think that this would be best for our family going forward. I think even if it goes to, you know, my job, right? If I want to get a promotion, she might see something that I'm not seeing. You know, I might have different motivators than she does. Mm-hmm. Right? I might just be seeing a dollar sign and you know, some some extra time in this area. And then on the back end she says, you know, she might say, "All right, well, what are we going to do about this time that's going to be eaten up by your job now?" You know, I kind of like our current situation. You know, and then you have to take that into consideration. Um, but you know, to both of your points, going back a little bit, you you are kind of defined by who you are, right? And in order to change that, you have to take those steps. But then another thing to be mindful of is you have to put more examples in the bank of who you're trying to become in order for her to have that evidence to trust the new you, right? Because it's it's a lot easier to go back to. I saw you do this 567 times and you're telling me you want to do this or be this person, but you've only done that three times. Mm -hmm. Start, you know, start, start putting those examples in the bank for your marriage as an example of, you know, I'm dedicated to being this, this new me. Yeah. I think that's great because the more you build up that bank is actually the more you're becoming that person. Mm -hmm. Um, it's that practice 
that perfect practice makes perfect, right? If you're practicing who you want to be in the right way, it'll just automatically start to become who you are in that space. So I think that's that's a great example. Did I cut you off, Harlan? Mm. No, I like what you said there, Paul. And um, if there were anyone out there listening that played uh, high school basketball with us, they would know that our coach used to say, practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes habit. So I like that Paul added in there, perfect practice makes perfect. And you're going to have some fallacies along the way, right? You have to learn to own up to them and not think just because you may have had a failure in a moment that, you know, oh yeah, this is why this defines me. This is why I have to be who I am. No, get back up and start adding to the bank again of, you know, that person that you want to be. And, you know, you can look at it really as a numbers game because like Paul was saying, the more you get to that area, the more that becomes who you are. And I think, you know, inherently the old you starts to fall away. So what I'm, what I mean to say by that is those old habits start to fall away. Those old behaviors start to fall away. Those old thoughts start to fall away. And I think if you're able to see the vision of that upfront, I think the more able you are to keep your goal in sight and also feel that your goal is attainable. I've heard a lot of people argue that a person can't change. And I just simply don't agree with that statement. I think someone has to want to change. And I think then that someone has to put in the effort. I think that person has to persevere through micro failures and sometimes even large failures. I think someone has to, like Harlan said, surround themselves with a community of people. You know, uh, I typically like to refer to reaching up in relationship. I feel like that's what I'm doing here. You know, you guys have been married longer than I am, so you have more experience. So I'm now reaching up in relationship to learn some of the things that I want to employ within my marriage. You can do that in business. You can do that, you know, in just your circle of friends. Um, you know, you'll you'll hear some people say, you have to separate yourself from your past. And sometimes you don't always have the ability to do that because, you know, it could be, you know, a toxic, a toxic family member or something like that. And so maybe you're not going to completely eliminate them. But like we've said before on the podcast, maybe you just need to limit the amount of time that you're spending around those people. And, you know, it's said you are the product of the five people you spend the most time with. So reflect on who those people are. Reflect on whether or not that's your wife. Are you, are you escaping for some reason outside of the house? Are you escaping to work? Are you escaping to your hobbies? Or are you working on spending more time with your wife because that's where you want to be, right? And I, I fully understand that this could be hitting some of you very hard right now as you are reflecting in the moment, I, you know, I hope. Um, and I just hope that you would take that reflection and take a stand in this moment, look in the mirror and say to yourself, I no longer want to be where I'm at. I have the ability to be better. I have the ability to make my marriage successful. I have the ability to provide for my family and my wife the things that they want and need. And maybe that's even something that you can use as an affirmation daily. That's not something I've done, but now that I've said it out loud, it kind of just makes sense, right? Um, but then take action. And this has been your moment of motivation from Brian Hooks. <laughs> 
I feel like I could run through a wall, man. That was good. <laughs> that was good stuff. Your 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 relation your circumstance should not define you. And if you were listening to the words of this brother, you can too know that you can make a change. A leopard can change its spots. That's one of the questions that I had because I, I, I tend to be cynical, Brian. So I, I tend to think that someone, it's hard for people to change and the effort that it takes to do it, it's its a Herculean effort. But the way that you, you posed it, I think is motivating. And I, th- there's one thing that I want to add and Sarge, I'll toss it to you after that is there's the a uh, uh, comparison that I heard of once there's the thermostat and the thermometer and the thermometer only can read the temperature. A thermostat can set the temperature. You can adjust it. You could change it. Right. And so in your relationships, be the thermostat, be able to make it hot, turn it up when you have to turn it up. Don't just sit there and let it, you know, don't just, you know, let it be what it is and just shrug your shoulders. Nope you have an opportunity to impact that relationship for the better. So be the thermometer or the thermostat, turn it up when you got to turn it up. Sarge, what do you got to close us out? Yeah, I was just thinking um, as Brian was talking about the circumstances and not becoming a prisoner of the moment. If you think about things that have happened to you in the past, or if you think, for example, middle school, high school, right? You think that all the decisions that you make are such a big deal. Your social group is going to be that group. The, you know, the, the people that have the dynamics of popularity are that, or the clothes that you wear or whatever you're into is going to be what you're always into. Then once you get, you know, 25, you're like, none of that really mattered at all. But in that, in that space and time you did, grow and learn and become a portion of who you are. But as you continue to have different experiences, that also shifts where you're going. So just remember where you, wherever you are in a certain space and time, that's not going to be where you are and who you are forever. So what you can do is just use that space and time and whatever that experience is to propel you and move you forward. So as you await to not become a prisoner of the moment is to realize that you'll, you're will you not going to be stuck here forever, even though sometimes it feels that way. But if you just mm-hmm. take a check, uh, a mental check of your experience in life, you know that eventually you move past wherever you are. And who do you want to be and how do you want to be remembered in addressing those situations? And if it's for the positive, then you want to make sure you can do all that you can to turn that uh, outlook um, into a good space. So we hit on a lot of great points today, and we're just going to summarize them real quick for you just to keep you uh, pushing forward in the right direction, helping you to win within your marriage. I think we, our conversation is going to help us win within our marriages as well. We need to first evaluate where we are in our marriage situation. You know, how are things going between your your wife and yourself? And you need to be honest about that. You need to be honest about what the situation is, are things going well, are they not going well, and then what specifically can you uh, change? What can, what can you do to make it a better situation? You also have to know where you want to go. Now, that's, that's being a visionary is knowing where you want to go, and it might seem like it's very, very far away, um, but understanding that you can do it. It will take hard work, but you can do that, and one of the ways you could do that is if you surround yourself with people. I think we talked about reaching up to 
uh, other sources, other good marriage uh, people who've been married for a little bit longer than we are to be able to get that uh, extra tip of how we can uh, win in that space. Communicate with your wife. Have that honest conversation with her and see what she sees. Remember, she is an extension of you. Uh, and she might have a, a viewpoint of something that you might be missing. You might have a blind spot towards. Uh, incorporate her in your individual growth. You know, if you're going to make steps to make yourself better, you need to find ways to also help her to come alongside you and be creative in those ways. And then the final thing that we talked about was building a bank of good character traits and actions. You know, you really are some of your parts, but if you are able to make the parts a uh, high character and continue to do the right moral thing, things towards progress within that marriage, then your wife will see those things and know that uh, your situation can change. Uh, at the end of this podcast, I could uh, ad agree and admit that a, a leopard can in fact change its spots. And you can, in fact, win within your marriage. Thanks for listening. If you got any value out of this episode, we'd like to invite you to rate, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platform. If you would like to be a guest or want to have your questions answered, hit us up on our website, marriageistougher.com, or follow us on Facebook, searching Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips. Thanks again. This is Paul. And this is Brian. We will talk to you next time.